Hello everybody and welcome to the Grief Burrito Podcast. I am your host, Harrison Wilde, and today, after last week's episode talking about our favourite game art, we thought it only a natural progression to talk about our favourite game soundtracks, themes, original music. <laughs> That's all the same thing that I just said. But first, I want to introduce you to episode one of The Podverse. It's a three-minute short about adventuring to seize a crystal of power from another one of our podcasting family, Shot Select. So thank you guys for joining in and making this episode possible. We hope you enjoy it. Climbing. Climbing. Whoa, it's cold up here. Are you okay back there, J-Man? Oh, yeah. Just great. I swear to God, you and your escapades... You told me I would never have to scale a tower again. Right, what are we even doing trying to scale this weirdly suggestive tower? I know, I'm sorry, but we've got to stop Short Select from using their wizardly powers to activate the crystal of suspicious fluids. We need that cub crystal. That Short Select, they thought they could hide it from us. Ha-ha, you can't keep the burrito boys out. The what? What now? You heard, you sexy bitch. If they get that thing working, they can use it to fire deadly fluids all over the podverse. Right out of that slit-like vent at the tip of the tower. Jesus Christ. Look, a window. Let's see if we can get inside. Oh, my God. Don't look in here. I think it's working. Get more out. Ryan, rub that crystal ball. It, it's not enough. Then caress that other one, too. Really polish those balls, Ryan. Power level's increasing. Let's all rubber stops faster. Yes! Don't forget to start from the base and rub right up to the tip. Don't look directly into the end. <laughs> Your reign of terror ends here, Shard Select! Or should I say, part erect? What? N- never mind! Your sick build ends here! Drop those well-polished staffs, step away from the bizarrely shiny balls, and hand over the crystal. Sick filth? We're just wizards. We aren't sick. Your tower is literally shaped like a giant cock and balls. What are you on about? Our tower is a classic wizarding tower. Those aren't balls. They're offices. It's the canteen and the HR department, you sick-minded oafs. You were literally wanking off those staffs just now. No, we were not. Right, I'm done with this. Get it, boys. Oh shit, what is this stuff? Is that seam? It's come in it. Take this! Taste my steel shaft! Oh Wait. no, the crystal! It's it's pointing right at us. <gasps> oh for fuck's sake, I look like I'm Craig on a slap, you know. I think I'm gonna say Craig Pay attention. Smells so like the crystal over with your ass. You Quick, grab the crystal. Wait, let's get away while they're stuck in this ropey substance. Why? Why we? Why do you have to say? Why do you have to say? Why do you have to? Quick, down here. Look at the left. There's a lift. You're kidding me. There's a lift. There's been a lift here the entire fucking time. Doesn't matter. Just get in. Just get in. This is a really tall tower. Quick, make for the trees! Uh, <laughs> I've got a stitch, Jesus! Just keep going! Just grab the crystal, God!
I'm your hosting provider, Harrison Wilde, and next to me is the wonderful Jordan Shenton, the only man I've ever heard pluck heavenly notes from nothing but his beard. <laughs> <laughs> How did you enjoy stealing the power crystal? I've, I'm exhausted. I still can't get these stains out. No, I know. Crusty, white, disgusting. Viscous. Viscous. <laughs> Ropey. <laughs> yeah, so we're still lost in the forest, so tune in next time. Who knows when it'll be? Who knows where we're going to be? Who Whose podcast will we invade next? I we'll don't know where know. I am. I know. The Sharks Luck Boys are still after us. So before we start, I've got to get the boring spiels out of the way. So you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Patreon, Podjacer, and wherever you're listening to us right now, at Grief Burrito. Please hit subscribe and leave us a Christmassy dusting of a five-star review, because I'm already feeling pretty festive, if I'm honest. If you can, that'd be amazing. Yeah. You will find us pretty much anywhere because we are the anywhere. only thing called Grief Burrito. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got everything. That's we, it. We still need to buy the website. Find the, oh no God. one do that. We need the domain. Yes. Check it. <laughs> we need to get it, yeah. We and I will get that. I think I might get that up and running pretty soon. Uh, also, we have a competition currently running, don't we, Jordan? We do. It's for a mystery box. The box of mystery. Ooh. Ooh. So for anyone who joins our Patreon from now until December 20th, even for the minimum amount of $2, you'll get entered into a prize draw to win our mystery box full of nerdy goodness at a value of about £20, which is about $30 for all you American listeners. And uh, so all in, that's a pretty hot tit bargain. Hot tits. Hot tits. Oh, I can't touch them. <laughs> Those are some hot spicy They're just too hot for, for me. Yes. So what's today's episode about? Today's episode is about video game soundtracks. And all the best themes in the land. Hell yes. All the ones that have sparked us off and got creative. So, yeah, today's episode is about that. So let's get your champion earlobes on. Do you want to start or should I? I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, my <laughs> again, no surprise, you know, remember what was at the top of my favorite yep. game art. Mm-hmm. Can you guess what this one's going to be? Go on, tell me. It's Hotline Miami. Of course it is. <laughs> again, no surprise. <laughs> Uh, always at the top of my list for it basically everything apart from 3D graphics because it doesn't have any yep. um, 2D. what would you define the genre as? Well, it's kind of it's synth wave isn't it? that it is yes. Yes. Uh, it's proper like outrunny synth wavy I know music mate goodness <laughs> I know music I know how to do the tunes the genre rays genre rays <laughs> <laughs> but it's the um, the most important thing for me about it is the kind of it really highlights just the fast-paced insanity and chaotic nature because, of the game. Yeah. Um, I, I love it so much that I even have the vinyls. Yes, uh, beautifully coloured vinyls. I don't have Hotline Miami 2 vinyl, though, because they are insanely expensive, really? and I can't warrant that. But yeah, if you get a chance to listen to one game out of this, we'll do some stuff in the, um, the Patreon-only bit mm-hmm. of the show, uh, where I'd probably recommend Miami Disco as one of the songs yeah, to listen cool. to from that. Um, but the music wasn't created specifically for Hotline Miami. It's just various oh, artists no. they got the music for. But it sounds so good and matches so perfectly you'd expect it to be. Yeah. Is Lawn in there? Lawn. Lawn. L-O-R-N. I don't think so. that's a synth wavy thing. And I, I was never sure whether that was in there or not. But whenever you're going through like Hot Mi- Hotline Miami songs on YouTube. There's always Lawn. You always get Lawn coming up next. Yeah, it's mainly like El Hervo, um, yeah. Perturbator. Yeah, Perturbator uh, are great. Yeah, I, I think I've seen... Was it... No, I've seen... Um, God, who did I see live? Shit. Who does... Roller Mobs? No. Yeah, Roller Mobster. Who the fuck? What? <laughs> I forgot what they're called. Not Nordic Giants, is it? No. Uh, Roller Mobster. Seen them. I will get back to you. It's okay. <laughs> I searched Roller Mobster. <laughs> <laughs> and it came up with nothing. I thought I had to yeah. Google oh, what. Thank God. Uh, Carpenter Brute. Car- oh, I actually don't know them. Uh, amazing song. Yeah. Just... 100%. I don't even think that's in Hotline Miami 1. Really? All right. I just love it so just much. Just a good song. But Carbon's Brute is in there. A little bonus connection for you there. Hell yes. Yes. So should I take you to the next little spot? 
Go. Because what I'm going to do, I'm, I want to start with how the first music was made in the early systems as they were manufactured. Yes. So you're going to get a bit techno all up on your ass. Um, not the not the genre. No, no, no. Techno, 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 techno. Big fish, little fish, cardboard box. <laughs> yeah, put a donk on it. Put a, I, oh, I remember that song back in high school. <laughs> put a donk on it. If you guys haven't heard that, go check put a donk on it. Just don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> it's not worth it. Uh, so the early systems, most manufacturers, uh, they actually created dedicated sound chips for the consoles to take the pressure off the main, the main hardware because they actually wanted the games to run, believe it or not, because they couldn't because they were so basic. They were running on like six kilobytes or some shit. Yeah, so is that where the term chip tune comes from? Yeah, yeah, because that's right. they're using mm. specific chips to make the tunes. There are, yes, chip tunage. Chip tunage. Chip tunage, mate. And there's actually some artists who do use Game Boys. Yeah, they like wire it. them together and use them to They've got like a wall full of them. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. It's amazing. They all light up. It's really cool. So the, the different consoles themselves, they had a, like, you have different amount of voices per chip. Yeah. So different chips, depending on the manufacturer, could give them different um, amounts of... It's almost like channels. Yeah. So, for example, the SNES had five. I'm going to go with Nintendo because these are the things that I know most about from my consoles. Sorry, Shard Select. I will get into some Sega stuff later on. You could either choose from... You could have square waves, triangle waves, a noise track, which was usually used for percussion because it was just like... Which was like crackly sound. Yeah, like that. Or... Because you could like make like little beats like that, uh, and then you boots also had a oh, what? Boots and cats. Boots and cats. Yeah, you could have sawtooth, and you could also have a sample. Some of them brought in. So there's a particular example I'll get to in a moment. Um, but that's what gave each console such a distinct musical quality. So like, okay. the, the Sega games, even for like Street Fighter, even though you had it on the Super Nintendo as well, the music was slightly different because the music channels dealt differently with the sound chips. Okay. So you got a slight different sound. So as I said, I'm going to go for the Nintendo first because that's my main thing. Uh, so like I said, you could have five five voices on the SNES and uh, it it could have quite complex for you know sounds for the basic games. And that's why a lot of the early games on the SNES could have drum patterns as well because yeah. it had that the noise factor. So that's like the Mega Man games. They always had drum beats, bass and melody. Right, okay. So you could have all of them going at the same time. And Way more complex than I thought it'd be, yeah. It is. I mean, like if, if you look at the NES chip, that was like the, the most basic, and that was limited to what each voice voice could do. Like It couldn't change the type of wave that it produced. So the first two voices on the NES, they had to be square waves, which was usually used for a melody. I'll play examples of the different kind of waves under what I'm talking about so you can at least understand what I mean by square, triangle, and yeah. uh, sawtooth. I'm not, I'm not getting this. Yeah, it, so it's... I'm, I'm doing this all off description. It's like the the ramping up of the waveform. So a square wave, we see the on or off. So it's like dang, dang. It's like okay, and then triangles like yeah, Oh so right, it I literally see. is the pattern. The and then if you have the saw one, it'd be like, like dang, 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 dang. yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> no, I'm not a musician. <laughs> yeah, it's up the little little. It was good. So as I said, the the first and second voices on the NES they were only mapped to square waves. The third voice could only be a triangle wave, which was usually for bass because it was like a smoother sound of uh, acceleration for the volume. Uh, the which one? The fourth voice could only be noise, which, like I said, would be used for drums and impact sounds. And finally, the fifth voice line could only be a PCM sample sound. And one of the best examples I saw of this was like the steel drum sound in Super Mario Brothers 3. Okay. You're like... Yeah, I know exactly So it could actually have a sample sound in that one. Is that... I'm so sorry. 
Did you ever play a game called Vib Ribbon? No, no. Or um, so you basically played as like a, a rabbit. Okay, if that makes sense. I think it does. But <laughs> when you press the different buttons on the controller, because it'd come up with um, you're like a wireframe rabbit. I'll see if we find an image. Okay. If anyone knows about this, just feel free to let me know. <laughs> if anyone knows about that, hit that subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you play as this rabbit here, and every time you go over a shape, you had to press the That's corresponding cool. button. But that's all I can think of is that it did different music depending oh, right, on what okay. it was. So you'd press square that's to get square over the square form, yeah. with a square waveform. And then I think triangles had it as well. So there you go. You had the triangle dip. Yeah, yeah. So that is that kind of what Yeah, it kind is. of, yeah. 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 That's so what it looks look, like look on the waveform generator. Vib ribbon. Vib ribbon. There you go. Check that shit out. No, so I'll play vib ribbon. <laughs> and then saw. Yeah, there you go. Sawtooth. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, he knows it. He knows all the things. Thanks, video games. Oh, yes. Learning <laughs> every day. Uh, there was a huge jump between the NES and the SNES, and a lot of people know that the SNES music could actually get really complex. They could actually handle eight voices on the SNES. The voices could be changed to map different samples, so you could actually bring in your own instruments to that one as well. Oh, so, so that's went, why the yeah, there was such a change. Five to like as many as you yeah. wanted, basically. Yeah, so any sample, any kind of voice. It didn't have to be sign. Any of them could be a sample. So you could sample guitars, you could sample a kind of bass, you could do piano, harp, oh, wow. absolutely anything. And that's why. A lot of people loved the Super Nintendo chip, which was used in quite a lot of things afterwards. The insane thing is, though, I mean, like the Commodore 64, that could have any sample on its channels as well. But in comparison, that only had three channels as opposed to eight. Right. So that was okay. the big change in chips, chip sizes. And that being said, the Super Nintendo was actually limited to 64 kilobytes of data for an entire game. The music and the sound effects all combined. Wow. That's 64 kilobytes. Insane. And when you consider what some people did with those limitations, it's really, really impressive. Oh, yeah. I did see a comparison of this that the, the average three-minute MP3 like, music file is 100 times the size of that at around six megabytes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And that's just a song. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? It's mental. So if we look at game sound design nowadays, yeah. this goes on like a really weird question. Mm -hmm. Are there any limitations whatsoever or are there any things that we're going to have to kind of work around in the future for what we can do audio-wise? Because obviously, uh, hmm. if you look at my computer, yeah, my computer can as like an insanely fast yeah, motherboard yeah. and like processor graphics card. Mm -hmm. They don't... The, I think it'll be the CPU that handles the audio in terms of... Yeah, the, there's ways you can get around it. There's definitely ways you can get around it. There's, there's definitely still limitations for file sizes and like bitrate qualities depending on what hertz you use and stuff like that um but there's definitely limitations but there's we can handle a lot more because of how exponential the growth of technology is so does that mean like we're going to get to the point in video game graphics where we're going to have lifelike no matter what like at, that at high quality some point, sound yeah we're going to get well we're going to get lifelike video mm -hmm. without a prediction doubt. yes yeah. basically it's yeah, just going to happen the way we're going so yeah. we're going to get to 8k or can we see what's the uh, visual rate we the, can see too. the human eye is like 11.2k or something so once we get to 12k that's it and that's the next one because we're at six currently and it usually doubles so if we get to 12k mm -hmm. we are at visual acuity it's like, like yeah, the top that's yeah. it mm -hmm. so are we going to get there with audio as well or is that something where we're just never going to be able to mimic how our ears perceive well that's a hard question because your hearing degrades as does your vision over time. So kids will be like, oh God, this audio is so clear. And then like adults <laughs> will be like, it just sounds like anything else to me. Yeah. 
No, it's weird though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've got. A no, it's good. It's a, it's a good sidetrack. It's some good questions. Yeah, it's good stuff to ask. If anyone, anyone listening knows a lot about sound design and the, the you know, we're the, all fucked. <laughs> it's all going down the pan. Get in touch and let us know. I mean, I know a bit about game design and when yeah. using game engines and stuff. I know that like with graphics, the the better they're getting now, we're putting more pressure on the GPU to do like particle systems that were moving away from doing cpu particles and like ray tracing lighting for example oh yeah that's all going into the gpu but there's limitations to what you can do there because when you use gpu graphics you can't do physics on it okay so you couldn't have the character bump into something that's uh, a particle run through the gpu at least not in the unity engine that i've used anyway Mm. so yeah it's hard yeah well it's going to be interesting to see where we get to Mm -hmm. i'm just if we look back to like I've been playing the Medieval 1 remake. Yeah. If you look at Medieval 1, back in the day, obviously it's loads of people do, they're like, oh, it's so real. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're actually getting to the point of like, you're not going to be able to tell that this isn't a film at some point. Yeah. Well, or I mean, that this isn't pre-rendered. Footage. A lot of people have seen, you know, films, for example, now where they're not sure whether the CGI is real or not. Like Beowulf. That was like, a weird one. That was definitely in the Uncanny Valley. But I mean, have you seen Logan? Yes. You know when, I think, I don't know if I showed you this, when Logan walks down the stairs holding the little girl and it's spoilers for Logan, everyone, so fast forward 10 seconds or whatever, there's the X-24, which is the young version of Logan. Oh, you yeah. Know, he comes down the stairs carrying him. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a young Hugh Jackman. That is not him in makeup, dressed up as young. That is CGI. Oh, God. It's insanely good quality. Every time you see Logan, even when it's the stuntman driving the car and you see Logan like shifting about driving, that's not him. That's a CGI head put over the top of the stuntman. Oh, it's insane, isn't it? It's incredible. I'll see if I can find an image. Oh, God. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it live. For those of you that just came back after 10 seconds, we're Googling things. That image there, that is not Hugh Jackman. That is a CGI render. Oh, my God. Yep. That's the version that comes down the stairs. I was hoping to see an actual face. Yeah, that is CGI. That is some fucking insane CGI. Holy shit. Oh, wow. That is the most real rendering of a CGI head I think I've ever seen. Holy shit, you're not joking. And oh, like, my days. As someone who makes CGI, knows about rendering, is fucking insanely into films, and I pick apart films going, like, that was CGI, that was shit. Yeah. Because I work in TV production. Like, I, I can spot stuff that doesn't work well. That even skipped me. Holy shit. Yeah. So, guys, if you haven't seen Logan, go and watch it and check out the CGI renders. See if you can figure out which is CGI which, yeah. and which isn't. See if you can spot it because it, it, yeah, it went past me. So, shall we carry on about music? Back <laughs> to the episode. Uh, did you have another you'd like to talk about? I have several. Go. Give me one. I, what if I don't want to? Lay it on rich and thick. I know there's going to be one that you'll like. Oh. So, this was a game that has had all of its music remade okay. by a talented individual named Mick Gordon. Mick Gordon, uh, from Doom. Doom. Doom is Doom. eternal. <laughs> yes. So, I'm glad you did that one because that was one I missed. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm, yes. So, this game, if you do not know, has an insanely heavy industrial metal soundtrack. Yes, Doom 2016 we're talking about. And it was, yeah, like I said, recreated by the incredibly talented Mick Gordon. <laughs> this, as the, if you look online, just look on YouTube, there's videos of Mick explaining how he makes it. So he runs it through the original equipment that was used to make the original Doom soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. 
and then adds his own music using mm-hmm. he, he used like chainsaws and shit. The guitar sample was a chainsaw layered over the over the top of his eight-string mayonnaise custom-built guitar. Yeah. So then he's absolutely shredding. He's doing this all this insane shit within the audio files of the game. There are like spectrographs, spectrographs of yeah. like fucking Images. just pentagrams, six six demons, six six six. It is. Just the sound design and the soundtrack is incredible. He if did that for a laugh. He thought no one would see that. Honestly. And someone found it. Yeah. Rip and Tear is an incredible oh, yeah. song. So good. Oh, There's just... never been a soundtrack to a game I don't think has pumped me up so much oh, yeah. for if, violence. I listen to it sometimes on the way to work. Like yeah. if I'm, It's one of those songs where you listen to it and you're like, I must drive fast. BFG. BFG Division. Yeah, that's great as well. It's so good. But... It is just an incredible soundtrack. Yeah, it's, I wanted to get good. the vinyl, but HMV didn't have it anymore. Did they not? No. I, I, I I am, I'm never sure how that kind of music would come across on vinyl. I've never listened to metal in a Why vinyl. do you think I wanted it? Yeah, <laughs> just to test it, yeah. But just the the like blood red um, mm. vinyl as well. It's really so. awesome. Oh, mate, I need it. Yeah, I need, I need it. it. I need it. I want it. <laughs> right. If you I feel it now, Mr. Krabs. Krabs. Have you seen that? There was... This has given me some really weird search history, basically, because there was an old video when I was in like maybe year six or seven of this. It was this black guy dressed as Dracula, and I'm pretty sure he was homeless, and he was after some women, and he's just like, "I want it, I want it." I have no idea. What so you're now I've googled on. black Dracula hobo, and that's in my history forever, and I can't find it anywhere. I have no idea what you're talking about, no. but I'm sure there's stuff like from high school I won't be able to find. Yeah, like that Earthworm Jim thing the other day. Yes. One of the listeners got in touch. Yeah. It's not Earthworm Jim. No, it's I another saw, cartoon. I you saw, yeah. Thank you, James, for that. You're fucking lifesaver. But no, I what? So I ended up watching the the program again, and it's fucking weird. Do you man. know what? Do you know what I ended up watching? Dank porn. Not quite. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up watching. Do you know the guy who goes my legs in uh, <laughs> my in legs? Yeah. There's an entire like. I think like seven or eight minute like compilation of every time they every say time my legs <laughs> in South in, not in South Park in SpongeBob. Yeah. But there's an episode called My Legs and it's oh, really? just the guy that does it and it's his episode. <laughs> and everyone's shouting My that. legs in different voices, in different situations, That's in so silent good. film in one of them. Where really? he goes with his mouth <laughs> and then it pops up on the screen like my legs. No way. So it was it a sound that was made for SpongeBob? I think they've just got... Because there are different variations on it. When you get right. into the later seasons, it's similar, but they've re-recorded it hundreds of times. Ah, right, okay. Honestly. I always wondered whether it was a sound file they'd bought from some... You know, like the Wilhelm Scream. Yeah, if you haven't I, heard it, this is the Wilhelm Scream. There you go. So like, I wasn't sure if it was something they'd bought in a pack. I don't know. I, I'm genuinely... I thought way too much into this. Maybe this is going to be one of those fucking rabbit holes where I go down. <laughs> yeah, just Six Google months it all from night. now, I'm found dead in a ditch because yeah. the government have found me. <laughs> Holding a sign saying, my legs. <laughs> my legs. <laughs> yeah, and maybe they used that sound file so many times, it outdid the license, so they had to re-record it. it that actually <laughs> might be it. Fair usage. Yeah, you've only got 100 uses of it. And that <laughs> it could be that, I suppose. You never know. Sorry, yeah, tangent number four. Yeah. Um, uh, and so we're back. Should I do my next game? Hell yeah. Okay, this is a, quite an impressive one. Where I've done mine sort of chrono- chronologically working through the consoles. No, so I've just been lazy and yeah. chosen games. No, it's, no, it's good. It's good, man. <laughs> so it's going to come out as a pincer angle from two different movements. Yeah. So the one I want to talk about is Aquatic Ambience from the Donkey Kong Country for the SNES. Oh, 
on my Spotify, mm-hmm. I've got um, a cover of that on there. Really? Well, I listened to it. I've not made it. Yeah. By um, a band called The One Ups. Okay. And they do like Send a smooth, jazzy Oh, nice. But that's really good. Honestly, it's so mate. relaxing. Honestly. Yeah. Some of the, the smooth jazz remixes have loads of different soundtracks on love. I'll show you a Metroid one after. So, David Wise, if you don't know him, is the composer for this. And if you listen to this track in particular from that console, it is insanely complex. And you might ask yourself, like, how the fuck could they even do this on the snares? After me saying what the limitations were about six kilobytes, how could they have a song that was this insanely layered? So it turns out that he actually used a wave sampler, which could form all these crazy waveforms and then actually link them together through it. I think it might have been a Moog. It might have been a Moog. What's a Moog? Uh, it, that's a manufacturer of audio equipment who makes like samplers and keyboards and because he started saying manufacturer manufacturer of audio and then I was like Muag Muag I was like yeah. is it just called Moog yeah just Moog <laughs> yeah so that's the just the weird name of this company um, so they made these little samplers that could make strange strange waveforms and he linked them together but the, the crazy thing about it is because the SNES couldn't handle to save all these different waveforms, he had to hand type all this music into the sampler. Oh my God. Right? It took him five weeks to do that one song. And by that, I mean, if you're not understanding how I mean typing in music, he had to type in numbers and letters like code in like a vertical sequencer of all these different things. So, for example, the first thing I found online from a YouTube video, which I'll link at the in the show notes so you can take a look yourself if you want to see a visual representation. So one of the pieces of the file he typed in was D-20430E10. So a D being the note of the, that the chip would play, so it would play a D note, which you can hear here. Why did I add that? No, I'm just going to have to fucking give myself more work to add a D note. Insert <laughs> uh, <two laughs> the D. Yeah, insert the D. Uh, two being the octave. So it's a, a second octave of D. Zero four being the sample that they're using. So that could be uh, a trumpet, a piano, a guitar, whatever the, you know, that list is in there, whatever sounds is in the list. Then you've got 30, which is the volume of the note. E10 is then finally the effect that they're using. So it, E10 could be effect number 10, phaser or fade or panning or yeah. whatever else. So we have to do this for the entire song. Holy shit. Yeah, insane. This man is very fucking clever, and I couldn't do an episode on sound design or music design or production without mentioning him. I mean, his repertoire has titles such as Marble Madness for the NES, which I fucking loved as a kid. I remember Marble Madness. Fuck it, it was great music. The Black Marble always scared me and knocked me off. He did Who Framed Roger Rabbit, The Amazing Spider-Man. He did all the Battletoads games. He did all of the Donkey Kong games. He did Star Fox Adventures, Viva Piñata, Pocket Paradise. And finally, he actually did Ukulele with Grant Kirkhope. Just to name a few. So please go to the show notes and check out the link because there's a video that really does do it justice so you can understand how complex it is. Uh, would you like to take the next one, J-Man? I will take the next one. Hit me. <laughs> With your music stick. <laughs> Don't make me do it. I'll do it. Um, this one is going to be Bastion. Okay. Have you... It sounds like a lot of the games that I've chosen, actually, were in the uh, game design one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Oops. Sorry. So, um, Bastion, if you don't know, was a like an isometric... It's a beautiful game. game. It is gorgeous. Yes, and it's, nice. and it's only paralleled by the sound design mm-hmm. uh, and the music in general. So all the music in the game is created by someone called Darren Korb. Yeah. K-O-R-B. Korb. Uh, he also did work on Transistor as well. 
That was the next game they did, right? It was, yes. Yeah. I can't remember because it's super giant games. It's more sci-fi than Bastion, isn't it? Yes, definitely. I loved how Bastion levels built exactly. as you walked in, or the levels like and build there's around hardly you. any kind of um, commentary. Is literally just like you get the, the stranger at the start, just yeah. the voice, uh, and then throughout it, you only have I think two songs with voices, mm-hmm. um, which is coming home and uh, what's the other one? Build a wall. <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, looking back. Yeah. Can I just say, Donald Trump this week has said to build a wall through Colorado to Mexico. Colorado doesn't border Mexico. <laughs> it's nowhere near it. It's like two states away. <laughs> Apparently, uh, go, like going around the White House, people have been quoted to say it's like handling like an old folks home at times because really? he just gets confused and shit. Wow. And it's like, I feel bad, but also not bad enough to not make fun of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway moving yes, back. away from politics so uh bastion that all the sound design and all the music in there is just so beautifully done because mm-hmm. there's quite a lot of variation too like there's some stuff with a lot of bass and a lot of like industrial sounds and you yeah. got other stuff which is just like or i can only describe as cowboy music it's like acoustic yeah it's hard it's beautiful it's so it's well done and i definitely recommend the song for that one would be spike in a rail I've heard that one. And yeah. that one, it's like, bow, da, bow, da, bow, and yeah. it then switches from like guitar to banjo and back yeah. and forth. It's so good. <laughs> it's really I good. I love the soundtrack yeah. for that game. Do you know how that guy was found? How? He was actually busking. Really? And someone approached him and was like, I want you to do the music for our game. And then he was like, uh, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, can you show me how you play guitar? Well, I'm not a prodigy or anything. It <laughs> goes like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just a humble but guitar busking man myself. <laughs> Been rolling through town, <laughs> yeah. looking for just someone like you. Oh yeah. man, all I can think of now is the future armor episode where Bender becomes a famous country yeah, yeah. like guitar player. I love that one. I love future armor. It's my so lifelong much. dream since right now. Since right now. You ready for the next game? Hell yeah. Let's do it. keep saying hell yeah. Hell say hell yeah. yeah a lot now. We don't say hell yeah. How dare we you? We also say, oh God, like loads. Oh God, <laughs> help me. Help Send me. help. Send help. That's another one. Yes, I love that one. I want it on a t-shirt. Give us a new like slogan and we'll yeah. use it. We need a new slogan, guys. Write in, comment below. Uh, so my next song is the Sonic Green Hill Zone. Yes, shot select. That amazing rendition yeah, that I hope you. has replaces. I will replace it, don't thank worry. You. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Just got to put it really loud and crackly over the top. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't miss this game because, I mean, Sonic was a game that, as a kid, it, it was like Mario. It was so fucking iconic that it, it blew people away. Yeah, because even just that first screen of like, oh, everything's nice and green. You've got all the movement in the background, yeah. the water, the big like spirals as you run around and the loop, the loops. And it was created by well, the music in particular was created a guy, by a guy called Masato Nakamura. And in the Sega games, like I said before, you can really distinguish the difference in sound between the audio chips. And even though they were that old, you can still tell if I heard a piece of music, I could tell you which was Nintendo and which was Sega. Yeah. Or which was a Commodore. You can really, really tell the difference. And uh, there's actually another video on YouTube I came across when doing research for this that I'll try and find again a link in the show notes that was uh, a guy who's played on a, a MIDI keyboard famous Nintendo music through a Sega chip. 
It's not Seth Everman, is it? I'm not sure. I can't remember who it was. Is he bald and had crazy eyebrows? No, no, it wasn't him. No, it wasn't I him. love him so much. It was yeah, really funny. But not him. Yeah, it's just a video of, uh, it's just Hans on a keyboard playing it. But it's really cool to hear the difference. His Isn't name Hans. Hans. <laughs> Hans Keyboardman. I don't know why I found that so funny. I'm so sorry. Racist. <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so as I said, Chart Select, I like Sega's. I had one uh, and I couldn't. Not mention also the chemical plant zone music. <laughs> Fucking amazing. It's like a Thomas Dolby song. That's a level I always got stuck on yeah. as well. It's That's, hard. It's burned into my brain. when falling in the purple water, me and Will, when it was like... And you're like, oh, God! That was enough to make me turn it off as a kid. Yeah, I know. Just like, just turn it off instead of dying. I don't want the hedgehog to die. Yeah, it was horrible. Because it was anyway. I wanted that. I didn't want the hedgehog to die, but Lara Croft necked like swan diving into concrete. I don't That's fine. something wrong with me. Yeah, definitely, mate. Oh, uh, so I as, agree. Yeah, no, I know there is. It's fine. That's why I wanted you on this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the bass in this song is particularly fucking pumping. Fucking. <laughs> you can hear below. You know, I'm going to put it under this. And I've got a little more of some Wikipedian era trivia for you about Mr. Nakamura. Are you ready? So he was actually in a J-pop band called no. Dreams Come True, which was formed in 1988 and went on to sell over 50 million CDs. <laughs> you are fucking Yeah, the guy me. who made the music for the Green Hill Zone. No. Yeah. No. He's a, he's a famous musician in Japan. Over here, we just know him as the Sonic Music Guy. <laughs> Literally, that's what we call him. Yeah. It's like, who made that song? Oh, the Sonic Music Guy. Sonic Music guy? guy, Nakamura. Nakamura Sonic Music Guy, yeah. Yeah, that's him. That's, that's, a, that's difficult to say fast. It is. Nakamura Sonic Music. Yeah, I can't. That actually sounds like a Japanese name. <laughs> Nakamura Sonic Music guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, hit me with your next one. Hit me with your next song. Uh, uh, Why uh. won't you hit me with your... Ocarina, enough said. Yeah, mate. That's Mr. Fucking Koji Kondo. That was it. That's it. <laughs> no, um, favourite piece of music from that game mm-hmm. is the opening. It's fucking yeah, well nice. It's just, it's like almost angelic. It's so nice. Uh, what did you point at? <laughs> oh, I thought you just pointed at the screen. Oh, I was, was like, just... yes, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. No, I was giving wiggly hands. Uh, wiggly my... hands. Wiggly uh, hands. Uh, but yeah, that's, I think, if you don't know what Ocarina of Time is, then you should probably leave. bigger problems than yes. <laughs> not listening to this podcast. Yeah, no, that that's another name that's on my list that we couldn't not mention. Because, I mean, yeah. Koji Kondo, if you don't know the the um, composer from, he's, he's composer of most of the big Nintendo games. I mean, he did all the music to, I mean, fucking, he's been blowing us away for all the Mario games, all of the Zelda games, all the spin-off Mario games. Uh, his, his repertoire, even if you just go to Wikipedia and look him up, you'll see he's done fucking everything. He's done all Star Fox, everything like that. And, I mean, some of the, the Zelda titles I want to mention is like, like you said, the intro theme to Ocarina of Time. Zelda's Lullaby is beautiful. The Stone Tower Temple from Majora's Mask. There's a great Lost remix Woods. by... The Lost Woods, yeah. Uh, there's a remix to Stone Tower Temple by Children of Terminator, which I've mentioned before. Deku Palace is fucking great, where we've just got up to on our YouTube channel. Yes, nice burrito. Thank you. Uh, the Song of Storms, Song of Healing is just... It's amazing. And the, the fact that he's still bringing out more songs, original music, is insane. That have all got these little motifs to older games. And I've actually seen a full orchestra down in London perform what's called the Symphony of the Goddess, which is like a medley of loads of different Zelda titles. Oh, right. 
fuck man it was so good we drove down there in one day watched the performance and drove back uh, thank you rick for driving because you fucking life saver. i fell asleep on the way back oh um, yeah he was, he has yeah he was the guy i was in the band with rick um I'm not going to, I was going to say, which you can hear here, but I'm not going to say that because I'll have to put some in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rick. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's, it was one of the most beautiful things I've seen. It was a full like 96 piece orchestra, the choir, everything. Goosebumps. Fuck, I think I probably cried at one point. Aww. Yeah, it was really, really good. It Big was, old girl. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, right, next. Oh, no, that, that was kind of your game, wasn't it? So yep. That's fine. Keep going, dude. It's all right. Uh, my next one is, where are we? Uh, this trainer rolling Mega Man so pretty much every Mega Man game the music is pure fucking gold particularly Mega Man 2 which is Wily's castle theme and Skullman's theme from Mega Man 4 it's just so fucking 80s that it just blows me away every time uh, and still with the NES I want to go on to Metroid so this is one of the things I've pulled up for you to listen to so we're going to start with the first Metroid game and what they did with just simple bloops and bleeps in the early games is really impressive and if you listen to the NES music which you can hear here you can actually hear Hypnotize from System of a Down Really? Play. Sorry Really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) It is it's very horror themed one of the early ones Just sitting in my car and waiting for my girl. That's hypnotized, but it's down. It's the second same melody. So feel free to pause that. Uh, and then they went on to do a, a, a Super Nintendo version, which was fucking great. And the, the music's done by a guy called Kenji Yamamoto, who was the composer on these Metroid games. And he actually went on to be the music supervisor for Breath of the Wild. Wow. With those bloops and bleeps. Those bloops give and me bleeps. the creeps. Give me those creeps. <laughs> um, Metroid Prime actually reworked that same theme, if you can just play it for me at the top. It's the third tab along. Um, which worked in like a neo-orchestrated version of the original music which went into something absolutely amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's it's incredibly impressive. And one of the, the reasons that it sounds so good is it's like all this pulsing electronic music with like um, almost like monk chants in the background, like choirs, and it's drenched in reverb and atmosphere. It's almost like space industrial. It is, yeah. It's, it's they, so weird. They call it neo, neoclassical or neo-orchestrated. There's actually a band, uh, what are they called? ES Posthumous. Yeah, which means like after humans, I think. Um, yeah, that that is definitely how I describe yeah. that. And yeah. it's there's a song called Nara, which if you can listen to that, I highly fucking suggest it. That's one of the albums that I really. That music always kind of freaks me out, though. Yeah, I mean, you know what I, I mean, I remember I was actually with like Martin. Enya. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fuck Enya. Yeah, fuck Enya. Uh, yeah, I was listening to that music walking through a river at the bottom of a canyon in Utah. No, Arizona. Sorry, uh, with my, with Martin. Oh, don't get those yeah. confused. Oh, no, they don't like that. And I had to be like, Martin, I'm sorry. I just need to put my headphones in a sec. And I listened to that track. And he and was I, like, fine. Right, yeah, geez. fine. You're old man. And fine, fuck oh, you. Mate, it was beautiful. It just, there's one of my all-time memories that I've ever experienced was listening to that track. I'll show you it later. Oh, man. And I still find myself listening to music from Metroid. And it's something that, particularly Metroid Prime 1 and 2, they've really pushed me down to like that style of music. That was what got me into Electronica. It really beat me down. It beat me down with Electronica. It really did. <laughs> and... I don't know. There's something about it. It's just, it's very, very haunting. And the the sound design for Metroid Prime, the reason it was so good is because they really pushed to use Dolby audio. Like, I don't know if you saw that it had the thing at the start yeah. that used full panning stereo sound. And it really just make, 
affects the whole game envelop more. Like a lot of people don't realize that the human brain picks up audio before it picks up sight. Visuals are pro. Uh, sorry, audio is processed first in your brain. Oh, okay. So if sound is wrong, it throws off the entire thing, no matter how good something looks. That's why if you're say for example you're watching. Perfect example is with podcasts. If someone's got bad audio quality, most people will turn off within seconds. Right, okay. Whereas if you've got good audio, audio quality, they'll usually stick with it. Same with like dubbed films. Some people can't get past watching out-synced audio with mouths. Yeah. And it's because your oh, brain's it, just like, it no, irritates me, can't yeah. cope with it. Yeah. But, but obviously, um, sound travels slower than light. It does. That's so you, weird. Yeah, it, I don't know why. That's. I mean, that's what I've read anyway in papers. I presume that's correct in the scientific places that i read it who knows so but you never know but that it seems to make sense to me with that no that's um, that's so cool it's so weird you know it is why why um, would you do this to me <laughs> with the metroid talk i just want to point you towards one song which is a place from metro prime 2 called torvus bog and there's actually a jazz remix on youtube which is like you mentioned before about the, jazz the jazziest of jazz the jazziest bog in my life so go check that out guys so hit me with your next game uh oh Ooh, Ooh. What game is it? What Can you guess? It? It's about spaceships. Don't know. It's about top-down spaceships. Top-down. Top Asteroids. Bloop. Bloop. Yes. No, no. <laughs> that was a long bit. <laughs> <laughs> some would say too long, too, and too some long. would be correct. FTL. Fast, oh, fast and light. light. Ah, okay. Very good. I've actually heard it. Game. Oh. Wait, what? You wrote your notes. I've written, I've written, the songs for this game are soul that I could listen to. So I feel like my autocorrects kind of fucked yeah, me. Yeah. You fucked me. You fucked me. Um, the songs in this are, are some of the songs I could listen to kind of like day after day. Okay. So they're basically just tracks that are reused throughout different areas, but they've all got different spins on them depending on where you are. Oh, right. Okay. So depending on whether you're exploring, battling, mm -hmm. uh, wh which sector you're in that's controlled by Rockman or Mantis or Rock whatever. Rockman. 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 Um, it changes it depending okay. on where you are, Very which cool. is really cool. So no matter how you played it, like it's one of those games you'll play forever mm -hmm. and that you'll definitely hear all the variations on. But if you, if you and me played the game when different routes, we'd still have a base understanding of the same songs, even though we've heard different variations. Oh, okay. Which is so cool. That is very cool. So it's like, I don't even know what the word is. It's it's insane. I'd yeah. never thought about it till today. I wanted to say freeform, but that's not the word. No. It's, it's like evolutionary. It's like you're being funneled down the same kind of path, mm -hmm. but there are so there are different variations. Yeah. And it's not like... Procedural. Kind Procedural of. sound design. Kind of, yeah. yeah. But it's so cool that they've done that. Mm -hmm. But I could listen, like, I've got this all on my Spotify because I just love listening to it, especially yeah. when I'm working. It's nice, it's, that kind of music, isn't it? Yeah. I, I love that kind of stuff when I'm working. But I definitely have, like, I definitely have preferences for which kind of area I'm in. Okay. So I like the Mantis battle music mm -hmm. um, or the just the explore music's really nice. Whereas I'm sure you'd have a different variation on which ones you like. And yeah, I love yeah. that about the game. Yeah, no. And just overall, like, when your ship's about to explode or if you take damage and things like that. The it ramp up and, and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. But I love it. Very and cool. that's my next last song. Nice. No, or song. Okay. Uh, my next one is Mortal Kombat. And I know you think I'm going to go, Mortal Kombat! Do that because I am. Track. I am. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Reptiles theme. 
And I don't know if you know the Skrillex song. They actually did a song called Reptile as well. It goes, Toasty! You know, and you've got to try and unlock the toasty. toasty. Is it Toasty? Is that what it says? Yeah. Toasty! Toasty! I never knew what when it you, said. Uh, when you uppercut, it randomly gives you a chance. I nearly punched myself in the face. I know, yeah. What? Uh, when you uppercut someone, there's a small chance that it'll go, Toasty! And yeah. pop in from the corner. And you've got to do something. I put in a code at that time, haven't you? To unlock Reptile. I, I don't know. I never really played a lot of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's, it's only a, the later ones. It was like one of the serious uh, Easter eggs that they had in games at that time because that had to yeah. shout toasty or whatever it was and then you had to put a code in straight away within a certain amount of time and this was to unlock the final fighter in the original wasn't reptile, it reptile yeah and then you had to fight him and you had to beat him and you could only do that after knocking someone into a pit of spikes it was something really complex oh it was it, yeah. just re- repugnant yeah, bullshit was, yeah. but really it's one of the coolest easter eggs his theme is like it's like a really like pumping it's pretty cool the, <laughs> take my word for it. Take my word. It's all right. My uh, my main next game I wanted to talk about that was just one of the short ones that I've got uh, is going onto the N64 now, where a lot of music and games really jumped up a notch because that was when we started getting the PlayStation, N64, and just before the Xbox, where game chips really stepped up. Like you could have loads of different samples. They were you could have realistic now music. chips, weren't they? They what? Sorry. Were they part? Were they? When did they move to boards opposed to chips? The, the chips that's on the board. Oh, I thought they had their own dedicated boards at certain points. Oh, or is that know, only so. with computers? It might just be with computers. Oh, right. Because it's usually in the cartridge. Oh, I see. Yeah, right. That denotes what's being powered. But So how does that work with disk-based media? I don't know. <laughs> Shut up, Jordan. Don't know. No, Nabayeg. 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 <laughs> Nabayeg. Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. Because that's usually just played by... Disk-based media is just samples that are read onto the disk. So they're just played as... But then played through, through the, the hardware. processed hardware. Yeah, uh, yeah. Processed through the hardware. Is mm-hmm. that then just a chipset on the device, or is it a board? I don't know how a disc media works. I never burnt anything I've made to discs. Oh! <laughs> I've always just played it as an executable. Well, obviously, like, I've got a sound card yeah. dedicated in my, in your in computer. my c- computer, which yeah. is a board. Hmm. I don't know. So... Maybe I'm completely wrong. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't. I may have made it up. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. So the N64, that was when, like we said, we started getting really advanced. And one of the first songs that really struck me was Mario 64's bob on Battlefield. This was... <laughs> do you remember that? I do. Fuck it, it's so good. I still find myself humming it now. And it was the first main music that we all heard adventuring into like a 3D game for the first time. Yeah, either of the da 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 Oh my god. Yeah, the castle that was great as well. And well I mean it was it blew us Nintendo boys away. And the next part of Mario Sixty Four is Dia Dia Docks. Do you remember that one? The water level. Is that the one with the eel? Yes. Fuck that eel. I know, Helen's really scared of that. And the piano. Yeah, and that's in the haunted house, yeah. Well I mean Dia Dia Docks is beautiful, it's sad, it's mysterious bloopy because i'm in water and it's like there's an eel and it's just yeah i just yeah. i love that love fuck it fuck that guy yeah fuck that guy with his big creepy mouth scared a lot of people <laughs> fuck the guy in his big in, creepy in his mouth. mouth oh god yeah. it's so sharp but so, so sharp right in there you got Sorry. another one for me <laughs> um, oh god uh <laughs> i have my last one that's not go for it well I've... i have my last one but then i have so many games that have amazing yeah. things like i fucking mean parappa the rapper oh yeah that's not the one i'm doing yeah but parappa the rapper Dude, the Onion Master, Chop Chop Onion, yeah. is a literal rap scallion. Yeah, it is. I know. It's, it's so, so good. Awesome. It's so clever I on so many it. levels. Um, but yeah. yeah, Minecraft. 
Yes. I'm glad you, I didn't put that one on mine because I knew it would be on yours. I, it's the last one. Yeah, yeah. And I literally added it last minute. Really? Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, so, again, I don't know if the music was made for the game specifically because it's made by like C. It's made by like Cat, mm-hmm. effectively. And it's all just so good. It's so relaxing. Like, there are times where it's just you, you'll be walking to gather, I don't know, fucking whatever, sand. Um, like bags of sand bags of sand <laughs> um, so you'd be walking to grab all these things that you need to like build your house and there's really chilled music will come on mm. and it it almost creeps up on you but it, sometimes you get that in games where the music creeps up on you and it kind of makes you anxious mm-hmm. but it does such a good job of just kind of like swelling up to the point where it doesn't doesn't make you jump it, <laughs> it enhances it yeah. opposed to just kind of being there it's a very clever way they've done it in that it it makes you lose yourself in the game. Yeah. And that's exactly. why it's so easy to get lost in that game for hours and hours, I think. Yeah. It's, it's just so relaxing. Because you'd think it'd be monotonous, mm. but it's not. And I feel like the music really helps there. Yeah. Because how you're feeling with music really changes how you're feeling. Yeah, it's it does. It's not just yeah. like, oh, now there's some music playing. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm so relaxed yeah. and calm. That's like what I was saying before about yeah. the brain gets it first. It's yeah. Just, and it holds you, you there. Fucked by a creeper yeah, that yeah. looks like a dick. Yeah. So it makes it worse. It's like shots like wizarding tower. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's everywhere. <laughs> it smells so bad. Yeah. What did you yeah. just say? Like what fuck an egg fucked. It's, it smelled like an egg fucked a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> like a rotten egg that fucked a really skunk. That's really horrible, man. Yeah. Um my next one. Probably cut that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my next one is Banjo Kazooie. So this is a music. This is a music. This is a game where the sound design was all done by a guy called Grant Kirkhope, which is another Northern English boy. So he's basically family. Let's face it. Love me, love me. And he was pretty much with Rare the whole time doing all their music. So, notable, no, notable games. Sorry, notable levels from Banjo Kazooie for me were probably Clanker's Cavern with the big metal shark. You've got to help. Which again, I still have stuck in my head all the time. Uh, there's the horror haunted house level, and then there's the main banjo theme, the pirate ship level. It's just fucking loads of great music in Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, um, I've not really played him and I'm aware of how good yeah, the music he's, is. Uh, he's great. He did ukulele as well um, with David Weiss. He's, he's backtrack of games for any of those guys who don't know Grant Kirkhope. He did Killer Instinct 2. He played the guitar and the trumpet on that. He did Gonky Kong... Gonky? Okay. Donkey Kong Land 2. He did GoldenEye, that fucking electric guitar, which I've got an amazing piece of trivia for you in a second. He did Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie, Donkey Kong 64, Perfect Dark, Star Fox, Adventures, Grab by the Ghoulies, Vivi Pinata, a game called Fart Cat. I have I no idea what that is. car. No, it's Cat, yeah. Which, I don't know why Fart Car made more sense. No, I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> a question you should ask yourself, if anything. <laughs> yeah, it says more about me than it you, does, really. Yeah. Uh, he did Ghostbusters, he did Ukulele, A Hat in Time, and he did Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And the piece of trivia that I've got for, for that is that he actually did the voice for Donkey Kong up until 2004, and the guitar that he plays on his tracks was given to him by Eddie Van Fucking Halen. Really? It's Eddie Van Halen's Holy guitar. Shit. That's so cool. That's why it sounds so good. That So in GoldenEye, it's like... Bow, 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 it's fucking all squealy. It's fucking Van Halen's guitar. Yeah, it's like, I don't mean for it to sound know, like this. It just sounds like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't even touch it. It plays. No, it just plays itself. Uh, steaming on straight through past that is the fucking Halo theme. ODST I, as well. I, yeah, oh, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful oh, game. Deference for Darkness. Yeah. Now yeah. that is a track. Fuck me. It's so atmospheric, that one. And 
and I, I, I couldn't not talk about Halo because it's one of the most iconic games. Going into Halo 2 as well with the guitar from Steve Vai or Halo 3 when it goes into that like piano, the somberness hinting at the end of the trilogy. Uh, the music was created by Michael. The end of the trilogy. Exactly. It was not the end. Of, it should it have ended there. To be. Yeah, it, it should have ended to there, man. Yeah. To be honest, though, I do really like the music from Halo 4 as well, yeah. done by someone else. Um, I don't actually know who did that, but I've actually got the album of it. It's a very, very nice piece of music. Um, the Halo theme was created by Michael Salvatore for Bungie and was actually written in the car on the way to the music studio on the day to record. <laughs> oh, my God. Just humming it to himself. Just like, uh, 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 uh. All this thing that everyone thinks is so iconic, he was yeah. like, I'll just bash this song out, out in about 15 well, minutes. The reason was is because they had a press release to show Halo on like the Tuesday and they got him on it on the Sunday and was like, you've got today to record. <laughs> and that was it. Oh, fucking... Monks, I guess. Monks, I guess. Oh, fucking what, what love the, it. There's another game as well where they had to design, I think it was a language. For, uh, no, it's the mm-hmm. dragon language from um, Elder Scrolls. Fosrada! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some guy was just like, yeah, just make the, you just need to kind of make a language. And he was no like, way. right. And he came back like a month later, like, here's your language. Here's your language. It's oh. like a full language. No way. That's insane. Yeah, it's just like, That's yeah, really cool, I, just, though. I just do this in my spare time. Just make languages. <laughs> fucking, ha, I can't remember, nerd. <laughs> I can't remember the time scales, but it was yeah. something ridiculous. It was like, you had a couple of weeks no and he way. was like, yeah, I'm done. Like, Fuck what? Hell, that's insane. Like, can you imagine going into that meeting? Like, if this guy hasn't got it done and we're fucked, yeah, we're so language. fucked, John. There's nothing we can do if he's not done this. And he comes in, like, I was done with him, like three hours. <laughs> Here's your language. It's like you press the shout button, he goes, Igma Square! <laughs> it's really fucking shit. Bunga Swale! It's like, why does it sound like a drunk sim? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you want a language. You want a dragon language. Yeah, I'm fucking. My dragons are clearly just really. I don't even know what word I'd use. No, no. Camp? Camp? I don't, they've been asleep for years. This was the noise when they wake up. Hey, guys. Huh? Oh. <laughs> He's forgot how to speak. Yeah. This one's got brain damage. Yeah. His, his tongue is still Fucking love it. Yes. Oh, oh, oh Halo. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. I'm um, so sorry. It's all right. Don't worry. So... <laughs> do you remember the change between Halo 1 and Halo 2's music? Yes. Yes. As soon as you turn that game on, the fucking electric guitar was like... Yeah, so that was uh, Steve Vai, if you don't know, who like completely electrified the music and turned it into a more like rock inspired. Nice. Nice. Electrified. Electrified. Yeah. And it became such more like an epic, almost like a tale of revenge. That's that that game. It feels like it should be in a, what are they called? Where, fuck. What's it called? The rock opera. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a rock. It opera. does. It really does. Like that rock really opera in clear space. cut that has cut yeah, out the bit yeah. where I'm. Ah, oh, fuck! I don't yeah, know. It's all right. It's, it's perfectly <laughs> seamless. I'm a great editor. Uh, the that's actually something that goes so well with the cover of the game, which I feel like we should have mentioned last week in our game covers episode on the Patreon. Do you remember the cover for Halo Two? The chief stood in like blood red light with the two SMGs on yeah. like a broken truck. I yeah. think it was an upside down warthog or something. He was stood on. Fuck, that was an epic cover. And it like that set yeah. the precedent for that game that, okay, this is war now. He's like, yes. And then he's like, like, I'm doing this I'm shit. I'm doing this shit. I'm the chief. Yeah. And then into Halo 3, when they brought in like the piano and the horn section in the orchestra, it made it like epic. Dude, dude. It's like a little piccolo. Like, <laughs> you know, like in, uh, what's a good example? It's the same for Zelda. It's the same for Lord of the Rings when the, the French horns and the brass section comes yeah. in. Yeah. It's like fuck. It's like champion music. It's it's like it some shit's battle. about to go down. Yeah, you know how 
much more scaled up it is. When you get a full orchestra sound, it's like with fucking Christopher Nolan. Yeah. When he has the Batman soundtrack, Inception, and you'll get to Interstellar. We'll get there. <laughs> we're, we're on our yeah, way. The brass section in those games, oh, sorry, in those films, it just takes it to another level. It really elevates the sound. Yeah. It does something to you, and I don't know why. <laughs> Tasty. It just gets in there. It just gets all up in there. Brass section up in the ass. Yeah. And then, ass section. <laughs> am I right? Am I right? Bra- uh, ass. <laughs> ass. The next <laughs> section of brass. Yeah, so he actually worked with Martin O'Donnell, which you mentioned. What? You can't spell brass with without ass. ass. <laughs> it does. It brings the ass. We need to get that on the t-shirt. Yeah, we you should. can't spell brass without ass. We'll, we'll get it. Yeah, we have it on the front. It says you can't spell brass on the back without ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so he went on to do Halo 3 ODST with Martin O'Donnell and eventually stuck with Bungie and went to work on Destiny and Destiny 2. How Destiny about that? Is, Destiny's music isn't as good as Halo's. No, I, I don't feel. think it feels as epic. Which is you weird. I think he blew his load with Halo, that's why. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, Destiny, you're fighting across, like, Russell Crowe fighting around the world. Um, <laughs> sorry. You're like Russell, Russell Crowe fighting across the galaxy and yeah. going to all these, like, really interesting locations. Mm-hmm. But the music just isn't there. No. It just feels like such a background, like, none of it's foreground music. No. It's all background music. Yeah. Un- unlike fucking Deadly Premonition, yeah. where every bit of music is it's foreground, foreground it's music. Like, uh, it's like fighting for attention. It's like you you can't hear the characters over like. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That sound design. Sound design for you. Fucking Deadly Premonition. I couldn't do this one as I've playing. I'm playing Luigi's Mansion Three at the moment. I couldn't miss Luigi's Mansion theme by Kazumi Totaka for the GameCube, and going into Luigi's Mansion Three on the Switch. And there's an amazing remix of it by, I think the channel's called Kumu, which is Q-U-M-U on YouTube. It's just, I think I showed it to you last time. It's like, yes, yeah. Nah, it's like, and I've been playing that in work in the shop. People come in like, what the fuck are you listen to? And it's like, you're a clothes shop or an insane person? Definitely both. Yeah, I actually <laughs> love that. And the last one I want to mention um, before we will do the rest in our Patreon content at the for the next episode is Dark Souls. And it's a particular track and it's Gwyn's theme. Mate, that is such a sad... It's... I've got that on Spotify. Yeah. Or it's, a cover. It's insane that it's... You go through Dark Souls with all the lack of music in the world. Yeah. And that's something that strikes you about how empty the world is that there's no music throughout it unless you're fighting a boss. And then it's like... It's all choirs and full orchestra. And that's amazing. Yeah. Love it because it makes so it, epic. everything feels yeah, epic, just insanely huge. And then that last part of the level, you get to the, piano. the cinder, you get to your last boss, you go through the final fog gate and you think it's going to be this giant monster and it's a man. It's just It's Gwyn. just this frail old dude. Well, I say yeah. frail. He's stacked. Yeah, he's pretty hench yeah, <laughs> with his big fucking fiery sword. But yeah, he's just a dude. Yeah, and it's just a single piano playing notes. Just da, da, da. Da, da, da. Yeah, which you can hear now underneath as we're talking, and it's so I don't. It's not underwhelming because it's on purpose. Yeah, it feels. Some people may have got there and felt it was underwhelming and didn't do it justice, but it's that's part of the design. It was supposed to feel sad and like empty and hollow, this, literally hollow, yeah, because he is, is he turned hollow, into yeah. a hollow. 
and he was he was basically God. He's Zeus, isn't he? That's essentially what pretty he much. Is. Yeah, he is the reason that everything's still going. Yeah, because he, he sacrificed himself to the fire, yeah. and you're supposed to feel so he, tiny, he kindled, and something amazing that I think the Dark Souls creators did. And I don't know actually know who the sound designer was on this. I know Hidetaka Miyazaki will obviously will have had a hand in designing everything. Yeah. But in Dark Souls three, when you're fighting the soul of Cinder, and this is kind of a spoiler for the end, but by this point you should probably know that the the bosses in later Dark Souls games and Bloodborne games have like five different fucking forms that you've got to fight. They keep changing. It's, yeah. And it's hard, you know, that it's pretty difficult. I can tell by your face you don't like it. Well, it's like, you're like, I've finally done it. Yeah. I've, I've used all of my Estus and I'm finally at the end. Yeah. And then it's like, phase three or four. Like, like, Sister what? Fre- is it Sister Frida? Oh, fucking don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's really hard. That was the first one that had like three forms. Yeah. And after that, now they all have three forms. They shouldn't do it as often, I don't think. Yeah, and ruins it. You get to the Soul of Cinder, you start fighting it, and it does transform. And the most amazing part is when it turns into Gwyn's form from Dark Souls 1. And you've got your mind blown by the fact that Gwyn's theme fades in underneath the orchestra and it all fits in perfectly. Yeah. It's so fucking clever. I fucking love that. Yeah. It is so like good. A, it's full. It distracts you though. So you're like, yeah. huh, what? Oh, and then oh, you get your changed. ass handed to you. <laughs> yeah. And then it starts beating the shit out of you. And uh, yeah, that's fucking genius. So that concludes our theme music montage, as it were. Yeah. Have we got any game news or movie news? We do. Let's get into that. So if you go over to our patreon.com forward slash grief burrito, you can now find a little extra bonus content for this episode where we'll be continuing our talk with uh, our favorite songs. Favorite songs and themes. Yes. Thank you, Jordan. I was just You're saying welcome. all the wrong words. Yeah, I was just, uh, yeah. uh, help. So before we get into movie news and game news or game news and movie news, I want to do has his comic con quiz. I have to keep away from Don't it look, at yeah, answers, sorry, yeah? look at my answers. Don't look at my answers. Right. So. Oh. What we're going to do is we're going to break it down into which convention are you going to? Where is your con? So that's going to be the country. And then, oh, sorry, um, like the actual place. And then what is the cosplay that you're going as? Okay. Okay. So first of all, I want you to choose a number between one and five. Three. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say six. Just to it's be okay. dick. And uh, a color, either red, blue, yellow, orange, green, or purple. Orange. Orange. Like my hair. Okay. And then, finally, we need a letter A, B, C, D, E, or F. 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 Okay. So, you're going to Time to Squeak, the Man Leather Grease Convention. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yes. And you're going in, what do you say, F? Birmingham. That's where we're going. That's where we're going to be next week. And then your cosplay was orange, and that's Anakin Skywalker's seven legs. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, wow, I hate sun too. Yeah, severed legs. Severed legs. Huh? Yeah. Just his legs. Yeah. Oh, man. That'd be. Yeah. yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Do you want me to read out the other ones that can, I've got? Can I just have, like, can all of like my limbs just be legs? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, just all, all point of my in different limbs ways. legs. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do it again if you want to give some other answers? Oh, yeah, do definitely. Yeah? Okay. Let's do it. Uh, so give us another, another number. <laughs> can I have the same, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I have number one? Number one. You're going to get off my lawn, the Lawnmowers Collective. <laughs> And A, B, C, D, or F? Uh, B. 
be. You're going to the Somali Sea. I hope your costume is defense against pirates. Yes, it's a floating convention. Oh my god. And what about your color? Red, blue, yellow, orange, green, or purple? Purple. Purple. You're going as sexy leprosy. Oh my god. That's so cool. More limbs falling off. Oh man. I don't, it's limbs. just it's just me. Yeah. You, you know me, baby. All of my answers. Gone. Because we're gonna take this with us to Comic Con and we can ask people while we're there. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, what have you got? So the locations, like I said, we've got Get Off My Lawn, Lawnmowers Collective. You've got Cover the Spot, Wig, wig Lovers Unite. We've got Time to Squeak, which was Man Leather Grease. you got It's All About Feet, Our Toes Matter. And then you've got <laughs> Outdated or Just Wrong, Antiquated Scientist Con. Oh, God. And then locations, you've got Mumbai. It's going to get sweaty. We've got the Somali Sea like we had. We had the Amazon Rainforest. But wait, you're in the river. We've got, <laughs> we've got <laughs> Tokyo. I hope you like taking a packed train in a giant costume. We've got Wrangle. It's going to be cold. It's in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> and then finally, we've got Birmingham. And then the cosplays, we've got Red, which will be Dave Bautista, not in costume, just in everyday life. We've got Blue, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, but sexy. We've got <laughs> ye- Yellow, Rambo, but inside out. We've got Orange, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, Severed Legs. We've got Green, Harry Potter, when fused with an owl. And then Purple, Sexy Leprosy. And there we go. That's all the answers I came up with. I... I feel like I've just had some kind of coma. Yeah, some kind of... <laughs> I've had a coma. <laughs> yeah, I can't with the most stupid things I could. I, d- I can't believe those have come from your brain. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, I'm ashamed. So, let's get into game news. It's time for us to talk about games. New ones. Games. New ones. Games. New ones. Did I mention that they're new? Yes. Yes. You got any? No. Okay, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) So Death Stranding is here. For any of you wondering, it's sitting at a hearty 83% on Metacritic as of recording this. I've seen reviews calling it baffling, haunting, a grand folly, and even a terrible story, but a wonderful puzzle. People have reported that it's very Kojima, which I think says enough, really. Yeah, Yeah. just leave it there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I got it. It's... (laughs) weird i've read some thoughts on people who said that it's it's monotone characters talking about obvious details for plots and over explaining their motivations uh shout out to my friend dan hunter who is a listener uh he's currently playing through it and through the beginning section he's reported from saying what like about 10 times in the first 10 minutes yeah yeah i did that hannah came in and went what's happened so far and i was like i genuinely don't think you believe what i was saying no so tell me what you think like what's what's the gist you've got so far it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing that's grinding on me yet, which is good. Just good. Uh, because that's I feel first. a lot with those games, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get stuff that's like really gimmicky. Yeah. There's stuff that is gimmicky, but I don't hate it right now. It make, okay. it all makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to see where the progression is. Yeah, I mean, it's at 84%, so a lot of people are liking it. I don't need to take what I've said to be it's completely negative because a lot of people are liking it. And uh, there's one particular thing that I've read that really interests me, and let me know what you think of this. It says, this is, I quote, this is from Eurogamer. Any other human that dies must be instantly cremated or risk creating a void out when their body is seized by the BTs blowing a crater in the map. In this world, killing people really isn't advisable. Yes. That's interesting. Reasons, yeah. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think? Have you got to that yet? I've, I've got to the point where I've seen what happens if a body explodes. Okay. So, yeah, it's such a weird game. Like, I don't get what the progression is, though. Okay. Like, do you know in most games you have, like, I'm just going to be stronger and run faster and jump higher? Yeah. I don't know what the fucking progression is. <laughs> I have no idea, and I can't wait to see what it is. Right, okay. Well, that's good gonna, that you're, you're yeah. raring to go forward. My personal opinion on it, as an outsider who hasn't played it yet, uh, is at least I'm really glad that Ko- Kojima 
has done his own project without feeling contained by an overarching company like an army, controlling yeah. it. Like, I really like that he's been given free reign. And I know that because of that, all the fans of people who love that style of game are going to be really happy with what they're playing. And that's what I like. I like yeah. happy gamers. I like people who get a game on... Like me with Luigi's Mansion 3 at the moment, it's fucking fun because I'm enjoying it. And that's what gaming's yeah. about. It's You're supposed to have fun have doing fun. it. Yeah, I, I, I like serious games sometimes, but I like it where you can actually feel involved and be enthralled in it. Yes. Totally. Well, that's what you want, isn't it? You actually want to enjoy something. I don't enjoy shitting all over stuff, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's all I can do. Yeah, it's all you can Which give is, it. It's sad, yeah. yeah. No, I completely agree. So yeah, so let's go out and play that, see how you enjoy it. Uh, for any GameCube fans out there, which you know I am, you can now get hold of GameCube-style Joy-Cons for the Switch, which I think is immeasurably cool. Uh, as you know, me and a lot of other people do still think that the GameCube controller is one of the most ergonomic, comfortable controls. Did you try and measure how happy you were? And you just I was just it. like, I can't do it. <laughs> it's off the charts. It's off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> it's off my Joy-Con. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Wait, what? I don't know. It didn't even make Coach sense. Not Joy knob thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's made by a company called Saints. <laughs> it's going to brush over your yeah. Joy knob. Oh, is it not official? No, it's not official. Uh, oh wow! Is yeah. it? Is it been like? in any way invoked by no no it, there's a couple of companies who make side stuff like there's a company who's been making n64 controls but new like we saw at that convention yeah. we went to so these guys are called sades which is s-a-d-e-s in capitals it costs 60 dollars for the pair and it does actually include the nfc sensor for the amiibo connectivity so you can actually use your amiibos with it which right. a lot of them you can't uh, and it does include the gyro support as well so the motion controls and does it charge off of the device it does and you can charge them just by plugging them in as well. Oh, wow. Which is really cool. It sounds like we're selling them. I know, yeah. We're not. This we're not a sponsor. Uh, the only downside to these is that it can't... Um, it doesn't have the HD rumble and it doesn't have the infrared camera So for pointing, which isn't in many Switch games, but some things do require it. Like the draw game. And yeah, stuff like yeah. That. So this is mainly aimed at people who loved like Super Smash Bros. Melee and want the GameCube control for playing it's like cool, Super Smash still games. Doing that stuff. It is. It's really nice to see. Um, and as a counter to everything that I just said, uh, I want to show you this, Jordan, which is a, well... An ASCII keyboard. It's a, a full QWERTY keyboard with, or like, in the middle of a GameCube controller. I don't know why this exists. Because is it like a dev device? I don't know, because the plug-in on the thingy is to plug into an actual GameCube. Yeah, is it a so development maybe kit? Maybe. Unit. But it's only 84 quid on eBay if any of you guys want to buy it. Oh, £9.50 postage. Oh, outrageous. I like. Have they spelled Japan wrong or have they just put J-P-A-A-N? Japan! Yeah, Japan. I think it's the reference number, but it actually ships from Japan, from Sapporo, where the teppanyaki comes from, which is one of my favourite foods. So yeah, that's pretty fucking crazy, oh, isn't it? Sapporo Teppanyaki. That's so weird, isn't it? I know, it's so nice. So oh nice. And uh, yeah, so that's the thing. And that's all of my game news for the day. Me and Hazard going to Sapporo Teppanyaki. We're going to do it. Right now. Right now. We'll do it. Uh, I've got a bit of movie news. If you're ready for some movie news. I am, yeah, go. Let's do it. Movie news. Do you know it? Movie news. I don't know it. Movie news. Do you know it? I got some news about movies. Nah, I've never heard of it. So Joker has become the most profitable comic book movie ever. So... Hold out for the fucking sequel. Is that 
oh profitable as in like it costs the least to make yeah. with the highest and return. Made, yeah, the highest return. So the yeah. return on interest. Um return on investment, sorry, the ROI. And not only that, its campaign towards the Oscars has been ramping up and it's been put forward for best picture, best director, and best actor. Oh wow. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna get mm, is it gonna get best director? I'm trying to think what's up against it. I don't think personally it's might get, it might get best picture and it might get best actor. Is it going to get best actor? Let me think. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't know if people are going to lobby against it personally, but because the last time Heath Ledger won it as well for Joker. Well, just having good jokers. Yeah. Well, thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was looking at you, Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. I didn't hate that character that much as much as other people, but it was. He was not given a good fucking draw for it. No, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Like, it's not his fault. He no, the script was terrible has for a that, shit that movie. Film, yeah. uh, and finally, we've got a bit of Ghostbusters news. Uh, Dan uh, Aykroyd has confirmed that the original cast are returning for the next sequel. Really? Yeah. Dan Aykroyd is the one that has Crystal Skull Vodka, right? He is, yeah, the one with the crazy spell. He's name. fucking insane. He is. He was on Joe Rogan recently talking about UFOs and shit. Yeah, he's of fucking course nuts. he was. Why was he not? And yeah. Crystal Skulls. and Yeah, uh, yeah and the Crystal Skulls. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Just a question. Yeah, and Paul Rudd's going to be in the new one as well. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So what? there you go. That's all my movie news for today. Oh, wow. nice. Yes. So should we get on to weekly recommends? Yes. And new plays? Yes. Let's do it. Yes. Things that were watched and played to recommend to you. You go first. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to recommend Death Stranding. Okay. Because even though I have yet to, uh, I think I've played in total probably about 25 minutes worth of gameplay after yeah. playing for three hours. Mm hmm. Um, it's just more Kojima and I love it yeah there you go definitely interesting yeah. yeah and uh, my recommend if you hadn't guessed is fucking Luigi's Mansion 3 no it's so good no. I love it I'm going to show you the intro video on, on YouTube afterwards yes because like I said before it's they're really ramping it up to go I don't think I said this on the show I think we spoke about this before I know that they're making a Mario animated film that's produced by Shigeru Miyamoto and the cutscene in this has more character and like animated value than any other Nintendo game that I've oh, seen wow. like this. It feels like you're watching a film in the intro. They've really gone that far and like the face animations are all amazing. There's more voice acting in it than any other Nintendo game other than like Breath of the Wild obviously. More voice acting from any of the Mario sort of universe that I've seen before. That's awesome, man. It's just so much fun. I'm so surprised it's this good. I'm I'm glad for yeah, you because it's, it's really, been really a while, nice. hasn't it? Yeah, and it could have so easily been there's, shit. There's loads of comedy in it, and that's what I really really like. Like Egad, the little scientist, you you save him from a painting, and he runs after you, and his animated run is fucking hilarious. He leans right back like Ed from Ed and Eddie, <laughs> but he's got this little ball head and his mouth <laughs> open like, Aah! and then you can blow him with your Hoover, and he's like. Aah! That's so good. He's stuck with his Hoover and his glasses come off his head and he's holding onto him like, no, no. And then like goes back. It's just, oh, man, it's so awesome. much fun. I do need to give it a go. Yeah. I might bring it around with the Switch on time. <laughs> At some point, play. we'll have to do a swap. You can borrow my PS4 yeah, and I'll buy the Switch. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good to unless me. Unless Hannah buys me one. Yes, unless she buys you one. Yeah. And then you can just borrow it because I got the, the physical copy. Oh, thank God. I did yeah. that so me and Helen can both play it. Oh, nice. And the multiplayer is really nice. You can just drop in and out of multiplayer. You just swap your controls sideways, hit co op, and there you go. That's so cool. And yeah. you can just swap it back to single player without even stopping the game. That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really like good. It. And there you go. That concludes today's episode. So thank you for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for jumping on. Yeah, we will be at Comic-Con in Birmingham next week. 
We're on, on the, the Sunday. Sunday, the 17th. So we will be there with Bottom of the Stream podcast. And I think Odder Limits podcast is going to oh, be joining no us as well That's from so our cool. little family. So because Z's over here from America, uh, seeing a partner, I think. And I hope. Otherwise, I've just got her in trouble with a partner back in America. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's over <laughs> here. I'll cut that. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're all going to be meeting up and wandering around. We're going to be doing some competitions. Yes. We're going to play in cosplay bingo. Oh, mate, I can't wait to play yes. cosplay bingo. Um, sexy Magikarp, here se- I come. Yes, please, sexy Magikarp. Can we do a competition for the best cosplay to win a game? You know, because we've got the, you said you've got those games. Oh, the Steam big, keys. Yeah, the Steam yeah, yeah. keys. Do you think we should do that? Yeah, I'll write them down, I guess. Yeah, well, what we'll do is I'll bring the other camera and I'll take a professional picture and then on the podcast we'll go through them, we'll take their social media handles. Yeah. And then we can shout them out. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Yes. All right, we'll see you guys on the next episode of Grief Burrito. All right, see you later, guys. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Hello, my friends, it's Harrison again here to remind you to head over to our iTunes and Podchaser page and leave us a little five-star rating and a short review. And not only that, please remember to join our competition. All you have to do is join us at our patreon.com forward slash grief burrito for only $2, even if it's just for a month, and you can be in the chance to win our mystery geek box with a value of $30. That's a damn good prize, and you'll be helping us create even more content as well. So... Now it's time for me to venture off and prepare for our live Comic-Con episode. See you later, guys. See you next week!